Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today I am joined by Anthony and we are talking all about meditating for receiving. I have had a lot of questions about this in the past few months, just meditating to receive messages from your guides, ancestors, loved ones, anything like that. So that's what Anthony and I are going over today. This is kind of funny, this conversation, I told him, I was like, oh, I don't see this this episode being too long, blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, it's in like an hour and 18 minutes. And we just had so much fun with this conversation, telling stories and really like sketching out a how-to in terms of how to meditate to receive. So I hope you enjoy our banter. I kind of left this one a little bit less filtered, a little bit less edited because I think you can really hear how much fun Anthony and I had recording this episode and I hope that really comes through and I hope you enjoy it just as much as we did. Is that a Stanley? I'm such a basic (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm going to drink my water. Just gigantic Stanley jug. Uh, Incredible. Listen, it fits in your cup holder and it has a straw and it it spills, but not as bad because it's got this thing. Plus, it keeps your water cold, which is, t- I can I hate, I'll drink, like, lukewarm water, like, room temperature, like, seldomly, because I know it's good for you, right? But I just don't like it. Like, when I, I fill this up at, at before I go to bed, and when I wake up the next morning, it's nice and fresh. I'm, wow. it's, yeah, so. Uh, this podcast episode is sponsored by Stanley. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That was a joke, everybody. Joking. Um, that's so funny. I, I'm definitely a room temperature water girl. I love a room temp water. Yeah. I have very sensitive teeth. There, that's something about me. I I cold water just is pain for me. It's pain. Oh, I get it. I I yeah, I'm lucky to not have that issue, thank goodness, because I love it's just so refreshing. It wakes me up, makes me happy. So I love that. Well, everybody. I'm actually, I'm going to leave that in because I just absolutely love that. (laughs) Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Today, we have our pod BFF, Anthony, with us. And we're going to be talking through meditating to receive specifically. I have had questions from people from the podcast, not from the podcast, but listening to the podcast and in my life, just asking sort of about meditation to receive messages. And I think that's something that we kind of talk about and have touched on in a lot of different episodes, but it's not something that we've spoken about specifically. So we're kind of going to talk about how we do it, going to go through some how-to. And yeah, if you do want to learn more about Anthony, he's literally, I think, episode two and a few, of course, other episodes. Anthony, do you want to talk about your new website and stuff really quick too? Since this is the first time we've had you on since like the rebrand. Oh, the rebrand. Uh, yeah. So my name is Anthony Lights and I uh, was formerly known as the Auric Diviner. And here's my little backstory really quickly, just because I know we need to get, I want to get into this meditation. I'm very excited about it. Um, but I chose the Arc Diviner because I I went, I would say, quote unquote, public with my readings and doing my aura renderings and all that good stuff. And I was scared to put my name out there because of just, I grew up in a very conservative area. There's a lot of, you know, just stigma there about what I do and what we do, I should say. And, you know, I was scared to be me, essentially. 
And in at the end of 2022, I felt this change. I felt this need to just fully step into my power and be be me. So I went through and did a whole rebrand. I drew literally drew a logo. Um, and my last name is spelled, it's actually spelled L-E-I-T-Z and it's pronounced lights. And this is going to sound so vain, but once upon a time, I don't know who said it, but somebody, I was introducing myself and they're like, wow, your last name is lights. Anthony lights. That sounds like a famous person. So I was like, work, we're going to stick with it. And <laughs> not that. that I'm like, <laughs> not that I'm like trying to be famous, but so I just changed it and I it spelled it L-I-G-H-T-Z. So I basically spelled it like lights, but with a Z. So you can now find me on Instagram at Anthony Lights, um, at Anthony Lights with a Z, spelled like light bulb, but with a Z, and anthonylights.com. And um, I actually paid somebody to do my website. Look at me being an adult. Um, But then I also went through and changed everything. So I guess I still should have just done it myself. (laughs) But yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm actually really proud to say that on my website, when you see like the dark, ominous like clouds and the light shining through I actually created all of that myself um, on procreate and like did all that and uploaded it and stuff so I'm really excited about this and honestly when I felt this this need to step into that and do that I knew that things were going to take off once I did it for some reason something just said this is kind of this is like your level up moment and now I'm like kind of teaching and like hosting these workshops and like, oh yeah, it's been fun. So I'm just saying it might be one of the things that <gasps> opened the door. <laughs> I so. love it. And yes, of course we will link Anthony's website and all of that great stuff in the show notes. If you want to check it that out. And yes, I will say the, I love the logo, like the whole look and feel beautiful, beautiful, such a great, yeah. I just super love it. So yay. Congrats on that. Very exciting. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, so let's get into meditating for receiving. There are so many different types of meditation out there. There's, you know, transcendental meditation. There's ty- different types of guided meditations where you can sort of, you know, get to, into more of like a trance state, you know, really change those brain waves. There's just like regular sit in your bed in the morning for 10 minutes to the sound of uh, water river types of meditation, meeting your guides types of meditation. Like it's, there's so much out here. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's like, okay, meditation, where do I start? The way I started was I downloaded the Calm app and no shame in that at all. I also love Insight Timer. There are so many amazing people on Insight Timer doing lots of different guided meditations. So whatever you feel pulled to, do that. Download an app. Honestly, I think it's such a great way to start. But in terms of receiving, it can feel a little bit more complicated, I think. So for me, the way meditating for receiving started was with regular meditation. And that's why I'm mentioning it first, because the way I started meditating was I literally would just get up in the morning. I would set aside 10 minutes. I'd turn on the Calm app. And sometimes I would do a guided meditation. And sometimes I would just do the non-guided 10-minute water-flowing meditation And that's when I sort of started to play with receiving. And what I would do was I would repeat affirmations, whatever I was sort of trying to like get at that day, that week or that month. And once I felt like my brain was a little bit more quiet, a little bit more silent, that's when I just sort of started noticing one, what would come through if it was like 
pictures or scenes or anything like that, or talking to my guides. And a lot of the time when I first started, they didn't talk back. And now I feel like I have a really strong understanding of what they sound like, but I would just be like, all right, well, I'm trying to figure out what I should do. Should I do this or this? And I would just start with that. One of my favorite stories, and we can, we'll get into the sort of the, like the how and the why of this, I guess. But one of my favorite sign stories of, of talking with my guides was I was doing a meditation and this was before I, you know, was doing any psychic or mediumship work. And I felt like I needed to take classes. And I said, okay, I need to take a psychic class or a mediumship class. Show me a blueberry if I should take a psychic class or a strawberry if I should take a mediumship class. And I repeated that a few times. So I remembered myself, which was which. And I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I just like got up and went on with my day. And I was working specifically with my boss that day. And lunchtime rolled around and she randomly was like I just really need something sweet I I need a piece of chocolate cake and I was like oh okay cool like should we go get a piece of chocolate cake and she was like yeah like let's go do you want to come and I was like yeah sure I'll come along for the ride like I I wasn't I, I think I got a croissant or something but that's really besides the point so we went into this cafe I had never been before it was right it was close by work and this was just such a weird freak thing we walked in and there was sort of this, they sort of did artist stuff on consignment there. And there was the, there was these clay bowls and clay cups. And when I looked at them, I was like, oh my gosh, these are so cute. And the clay cups had blueberries carved into them and the bowls had strawberries carved into them. And I was just like, oh, holy shit. Like I, I, when I saw them <laughs> together, I was like, oh wait, shit, that's the sign I asked for this morning. And so I, I took it as a sign as like, you, you have to take both classes. So I ended up taking one after the other, but that was such a potent, quick receive of signs. And that's kind of why I wanted to get into this because I think my meditation helped in receiving that, even though I didn't receive it within the meditation, I feel uh-huh. like it helped with the communication. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I feel like it also might've helped with the observation too. In a, in a weird way, it's almost like you, uh, I feel that when we go into meditation and this, I could be wrong about this. And if I am, I, I will love to be stand. I would love to be, what is this? I, I would like to be standard corrected, stood corrected. I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, <laughs> words are not my strong point, especially <laughs> right now. I feel like when we go into meditation, we do, when you heighten those brain waves and everything like that, you almost kind of combine your subconscious and conscious a little bit. So you kind of almost like you, your subconscious knew so much about this question that while you were consciously walking around and you saw those, it was like, it was like the subconscious kind of tapped on the conscious and said, Hey, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like that's one huge part of meditation is kind of like combining just like your consciousness. And, you know, I do agree with that. I do think that meditation definitely helps you with that communication and the observation. Yes. So yeah, definitely one of my favorite. So I have two favorite types of meditation. I'm going to ask you what yours are too, but okay. um, I love just sitting there and working on quiet, quieting my mind. I'm really not the best at it. I, my mind wanders a lot, but one of the things that I like to do is just always remember to bring it back. And mm. that really helps with just trying to get quiet. And I know it's like the hardest type of meditation because as humans, like our brains just go, but I want to give people a visualization. This is what I do. If I feel like I have a lot going on in my mind, I imagine 
sort of like pushing all of it out sort of into my aura. And it looks like, I, I want to say it looks like sort of these shards of glass that are sort of floating. And then I put an arrow above my head, like it's attached to the top of my skull and it sort of moves over the top, like, and it sort of will hit them like, doo, doo, doo. but it just, <laughs> it's like this I visualization. You see that, what I'm looking at. I know. <laughs> it's like this visualization that is just like, yes, all my thoughts are out here and I'm going to let it be silent within. Does that make sense? I think yeah, that's no, really it's hard like you, to explain. No, it makes but. sense. It's almost kind of like you're, it, the way I'm picking it up and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're pushing all of your thoughts and you're, you're kind of object, objectifying them, making them into like actual, like visual objects mm-hmm. um, and putting them outside of you. And this arrow is up here kind of looking at them. And I don't know if it's like, to me, it's like, you're trying to keep the arrow from landing on one. So you don't have to think about right. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay, I know they're all up here. They can come back after I'm done mm-hmm. being quiet. And then oh, I that's love cool. Yeah. And I love guided meditation too. It's just like my favorite thing. If you're really trying to be specifically harness something or specifically mm-hmm. receive, if you really want to meet your guide and try to get a message out of them, a guided meditation can be really helpful for that because it's just going to help you visualize and put you there more physically and faster than maybe just that quiet meditation too. Mm. So my question now for you, Anthony, is what are some of your favorite types of meditation or times to meditate as well? Ooh, yes. I am like an early, early morning meditator. Like I, my, my daytime job, my human job, I coach Orange Theory. So some days like tomorrow, I have to be up at 3 (gasps) a.m. I know, but can I just tell you, the witching hour, girl, I have the best meditations. I will set my alarm clock for three. I'll set my alarm clock for sometimes 2.45, 3 a.m. And I'll have it set up to where I can just walk into the bathroom and turn the bath on because I'm a, I'm a bath time meditator. Um, that's what I found kind of helps me to really get dialed in. I can meditate like in, like in, on my bed, like in the center, mm-hmm. but I have to be warm. Like I have to be warm when I meditate. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of hard. Like, unless I have like a heater on or something like that. And right now, I don't know if you guys know this, but in Florida, it's frigid. Um, that means it's like 68 degrees outside. Oh my um, gosh. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> no, um, it, today is beautiful. It, but this morning I woke up and I was like, holy shit. Anyway. So yeah, I am a morning, morning meditator and I have a whole, like a whole, like, uh, what regimen of getting set up for meditation. It's super easy, but it's just like my way of getting set up, which I know we're, we'll talk about that later. The types of meditation. So when you sent me this, I looked, I went online. I was like, well, what other, I knew transcendental, I knew, um, mindful meditation. And, um, there's one, they call it spiritual meditation was one of them. There's so many. And I know that I feel when I was looking at them, the, the label that you would label, I think what we're talking about is very spiritual, but I have two other meditations that I do occasionally. Movement is a big one for me. I'm a, I mean, I'm a personal trainer. So sometimes it, it does have to do with like connecting with my body and kind of that allows me to ground and center pretty hard, but also walking meditations, like going out and just walking. Um, that That's something I really like a lot too. And sometimes my walking meditation is kind of a, 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 
a combination of mindfulness and walking and movement because I allow myself to just think. I allow myself to argue if I have an argument and then I observe the argument and kind of decide, okay, where did this come from? Do I, am I really mad about that? Or is it something else? So it really does turn into a mindful moment there, but affirmations, I have a meditation that I do with affirmations and sometimes affirmations, I, I love affirmations. Sometimes I think affirmations can be dangerous. And by that, I mean, uh, sometimes we tell ourselves something so much because we, we don't believe it. Right. So when you tell yourself so much, something that you really don't believe, you're putting it out there, you don't believe it. So it's kind of like, it's, it's just, it can be weird. So I'm very careful about my affirmations. I mean, I, there are things that I know to be true, but sometimes I, I, I kind of, um, faulty falter with it, a fault, but, um, I, I do love an affirmation moment there. Cause that's it. I will, I will get spinning on affirmation sometimes, but yeah, the, uh, the type of meditation that we're here to talk about though, is the one that I have always done. I don't think I've really, I think that is like my very first time I ever actually tried to meditate. It was, it turned into that and it's been an incredible experience for me every time I, I, not every time, a lot of the times I do it. I wish I should have got my journal and so I could like, and looked up different meditations that I've had. I have one that I would love to share, but I don't know that I, I don't know. It's very personal. So yeah, like, oh. it's, yeah, I totally get that. And I will say I fucking love affirmations so much. It's really interesting your, your point of view on them. I think I never thought of that before, but I, I totally get where you're coming from, where it's almost like, I want to say like, what's coming to me right now is like, almost like your body can sense the lie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, you're yeah. like, you, there's something like in you that's like, that's not really fucking true. Like, yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. But I love affirmations. Like, yeah, I really feel like to, to, because I don't want people to be scared of affirmations. I feel like what we're talking about or what I'm talking about is let's talk about financial stuff, because that's what a lot of people, you know, if you're having a financial hardship, don't sit there and be like, I am rich. I am rich. I am rich. Your body's going to, your, your subconscious be like, bitch, no, you're not. You're broke. Right. And so that's what <laughs> yeah. you put out there. However, something that I say to myself, um, is, you know, money comes to me from all directions, easily harming none. Mm. Ooh, I love that. And that even just saying that I got chills. I'm like, oh shit, someone's going to call me for a reading or someone's going to call in sick tomorrow and I have to work all day long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but like stuff like that, like you don't, don't sit there and say something like, oh, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Unless like that's something that you truthfully can say, like you believe that girl by all means. But you know, like if you're, you know, struggling to pay your bills, don't sit, sit there and say I'm a millionaire because it's going to, you're really putting it out there. I feel that. Like okay, I'm scared right now. You're coming from a place of scarcity. So yeah. And I think listening to listen to how your body feels when you say an affirmation, mm. definitely. Mm. Like I, like I said before, like your body sort of senses the lie. Um, I think your body can definitely sense the truth too. And I love the way you like, one thing I say about money for myself is money flows to me easily and often. Right. So it's not like you're saying you have a certain amount of money in your bank. You're just saying like, yeah, this is, this can be true of me for sure. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so listen to the way you're wording your affirmation. So this is a meditation and an affirmation podcast, I suppose. Hey, We love affirmations here. So absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we also love meditation and you know what, while we're on this, you said you, you love 
a bath meditation. I did one last night and I like put on a sound bath also from the calm app, not sponsored at all. I just really like them. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so I put on a new moon and Aries sound bath and I got myself in a bathtub. I don't have a bathtub, but I was house sitting. So I had access to one and I did myself some beautiful, like frankincense and myrrh bath salts, which Ooh. feels very rich anyway. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like this isn't my abundance bath. And I repeated some affirmations. And as I did it, my, like, I just wanted to move my hands around in the water. And that felt very meditative to bring this back to meditation. And definitely what Anthony said, you don't have to like lay in the bath stone still and like mm-hmm. frantically repeat things to yourself. Like you can just like feel feel in the water, like move your hands around, watch the bubbles and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Like meditation doesn't have to be this thing where you're like sitting stick straight in lotus position and forcing your energy to do what you want it to do. Yeah. I think it's really important in meditation of any type to like release and allow. And especially mm-hmm. when you're oh. meditating for receiving, you have to allow or else it's not going to come through. I'm writing this. I have a little piece of paper over here and a note that I put was let it happen. So yes. it's like the same thing. Allow is that's, oh, we're going to talk so much about this because that's, that's something that um in my mediumship group that we're going to be going over is allowing that shit. And I think yes. that it is, it is through meditation, especially for mediums to understand what it is to actually let it happen or allow it to happen that we can connect so well. So how do you, Anthony, use meditation to receive? So here's my, here's the thing is I oftentimes when I can feel a disturbance in the force or what have you, I just know something's up or I know I I need, I need guidance or I need something from my guides. I will set myself up in the bathtub and I'll kind of think about it. What I do is like, like, let's say today I've had a weird day, something's up. I will kind of like almost mentally drop like, Hey, I'm going to come to you. I need to ask questions or I need, I need some advice or I need guidance. And then when I get into my meditation, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Christopher Penzak. I don't think so. You're reading psychic witch right now. Yes. So Matt Aaron will talk about Penzak in, in that book. He has this whole concept of the inner temple. And it's a, I mean, it, his book is a witchcraft book, but it doesn't have to be a witchcraft thing. But I have a place that I, that I go to in my meditation. And it's actually, I go there and going there is kind of essentially part of getting set into that mindset and raising those, those brain waves essentially. And when I get there and I call on my guides to be with me, like I see them or like I'm sitting here on the edge of this bridge and I see them from my left-hand side, my main guide, my birth to death guide. And I see my, my little spirit posse just kind of show up. And it's funny because sometimes not all of them show up. Sometimes every single one of them shows up. Sometimes two of them might show up, you know, um, or, and when they don't show up, this is weird. I just want to explain. I want to say this when they don't show up, it's almost like, um, they're there, like a picture of them is there, but it's like darkened. Like, have you ever watched a big brother when like their picture like gets like goes gray when they get cast out or whatever the house that's like a cast out. That's like big brother and survivor. Anyway, I don't watch either of those, by the way, my husband does. I'm just saying 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't either, but I understand the concept for sure. <laughs> so yeah, so when they don't show up, that's what they look at. But when I get there, that's when I kind of reach out and I say something. And I, I, I'm at this point in time, I'm no longer in the bathtub. I don't even feel the water. I don't even know. Like it's not. It's like crazy. It's almost like I'm in a dream. And um, the, one of the most recent things is I was having just, I was just having some um, confidence issues with, you know, I, I, my quote unquote business, like, you know, Anthony lights and being um, booking readings and, you know, balancing my, my human job and this beautiful metaphysical spiritual entrepreneurship. And I just couldn't see where it's going to do one of the, like, you know, the scales are going to tip and I'm going to be more here than there type of thing. And my main guide in, in my meditation just looked at me and it's never like a vocal, like I see their lips moving. It's just like a knowing type of situation of you need to trust in the universe. You need to trust in spirit and understand that everything's going to happen exactly. And I'm, when I tell you this was a, it was a Tuesday morning, 3am. I came out of the meditation went to work and here I am getting everything situated. And some of the members come a little bit early for orange theory, which is weird to me because it's four 30 in the morning. And, <laughs> um, they, one of the members was in there and I had, I had actually read for them, this person. And they said to me, you said to me in my reading that with my job, that something was changing and that I should just trust, trust in the universe that everything was going to be okay. And then she told me the situation and how they, they got put under a, someone who previously hired them and it's been fantastic and everything was good. And she's like, I told you, you told me to trust in the universe and I did and everything worked out. And when I tell you, I've never felt more close to my guide than I did in that moment. Like I felt like my guide was standing there behind me and saying, see, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I so like, love that's, that. that's like a way, but like, I really feel, um, it, I feel like that is an answer to your question, but to like really dive into meditation to receiving is you really got to get yourself into that place. And for me personally, and this isn't the, I, like I tell my people, the people in my mediumship group, I'm not your authority. I'm just going to share my philosophy with you and help you to develop your own. Essentially for me, that is get going to that spot, that place. And sometimes I go there because I have a wicked imagination. Literally, I will pretend I will, I will imagine myself getting out of the bathtub, walking through the house, grabbing my broomstick, going into the backyard and just taking off on my broomstick and flying to my place. Or sometimes I don't do it that way. One time I went into my meditation and it was a, such a, like a, we need you, we need to talk to you situation that one of my guides literally came to me and walked me through. Have you ever seen stranger things? Of course. You know, when L goes into that dark space and it's like water on the floor, essentially mm. that, but no water. It was just a, a, a void and we were walking through a void. And then next thing I know, I'm at that bridge again. It was fucking wild. Wow. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, it was, it was wild. It, yeah, I, that would be, I have a, I have a journal of my meditation. So yeah, but yeah, getting to that spot and essentially by getting to that spot, you're opening up your mind. Um, and I, I can't express to you just how much I resonate with. You have to allow it to happen. That's such a big thing. Cause I think that what one big issue with people in meditation is they want to, they want to 
Um, they let their ego kind of tell the story. Um, or what I tell a lot of people in my readings is they want to paint the picture when you really just need to be the canvas and let spirit paint the picture, like allow yourself to the picture to unfold, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. I love that. So mm -hmm. what I'm getting from you and what I think we can paint for our listeners here is establishing one, a routine for your meditation, get comfortable. If you need to be warm, get warm, like put your heating pad in the microwave. That's what I do a lot. I have to be under my blankets. I have to be warm. If I'm cold, I am distracted. I, I can't get into that space. So Same. find your ideal temperature and your ideal sounds. If any, just your, make your ideal space, no matter what that is, and then find your time as well. Time. Mm -hmm. And then set up where are you going to go to receive? And we're really talking about receiving from guides. You can receive from any, like, you know, uh, I don't do deity work. I don't know if you do Anthony, but I'm sure you can receive from deities this way. Um, any other type of loved one who has passed, any other type of, you know, that's getting into mediumship a little bit, but just getting yeah. into any sort of space where, you know, who are you receiving from and finding that space, whether it's letting it, you know, it materialize within your mind or create, I built a room in my mind's eye that I like to go to for readings that I like to go to for like this type of thing when I'm like trying to raise my vibration and stuff like that. So yeah, like if, if you need to create it, allow it to be created within your mind's eye and trust that that's your space you know, mm -hmm. allow and trust is, is very important here. So I feel like those are some concrete steps. If you have never meditated to receive that you can start with. I want to, can I add something to you real fast yeah, absolutely. about, like you said, you built your room. I understand there are quite a few people who it's not like for lack of imagination or something, but they have trouble with that visualize visual, visual, y'all words. What is going on with me today? Visualization. Thank you. Gosh, that sounded great. Why did your voice sound so good? Maybe I should, should I talk like this the whole time? A little more no, you'll put, you're going to put me to sleep. I'm like, that sounds so <laughs> relaxing. Okay. Maybe we should look into voice work. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, a lot of people have trouble like drawing that picture in their mind. You know, yes. it's almost like the, the image is hard. I'm great at that. However, my space that I went, that I go to is actually a place that I used to go to when I was a kid. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm not going to go into trauma and everything like that, but like my childhood was insane. I mean, just wild. We all, I know, and I know I'm not the only one. I, there's multiple people who are going to be listening to this. Like, yeah, girl, me too. And when I was a kid, I, I was on, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Illinois. And there was a, we lived on like a farm. It was a fertilizer plant moment. And there were all these super deep, essentially creeks, the creek, you know? And when you would, we would always walk down them and like, there was like trees and all, it was just, it was fun. And that's how we kind of escaped, you know? And I would go to these places and, you know, I would sing, I would cry. I would just be pissy if I was in a bad mood, or if I was just trying to escape life for the moment. And I found that in my meditation, that's where I go. Like I go back to that same spot and I, you know, and so it's because that spot in real life in, in the physical gave me so much comfort and so much like such a safe place. So in meditation, that's my safe place. So that can be just so people know you don't have to, you can, if you're good at that, to make your room 
decorate it in your mind and make your temple that. If you're not good at that, think of a space that you, that brought you comfort, you know, that brought you joy and like safety, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. those are going to be some keywords that I would stick with there. But yeah, I just wanted to add that because I think that's important. Oh yeah, it definitely is important. And I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. So yeah, pick your pick. I was going to say pick your poison, but it's really not poison. Pick your (laughs) nutrition. Um, So pick whichever one you want to do of that. You know, the other thing that I will say that has really helped me get into a better meditative state is taking 10 deep breaths. And that is something that I learned from the book, Meet Your Soul by Elisa Romeo. It is a good book. I didn't resonate with every single part of it, um, but there was some really good stuff in there. So taking 10 deep breaths really helps me just get into... I don't know. I really feel like it helps my vibration raise. I don't know why, but it just sort of gets me into a better brain state. It helps me stay a little bit more focused and a little bit more relaxed. I don't know how to explain it. Breath work has come up for me so much, a lot, so much recently. Mm. It's wild. And I believe in it. I believe in it a lot. Uh, Christopher Penzak teaches it a lot in his books. I have a friend who just did a breath work course. I'm like, wow, you're going to go breathe. (laughs) But like, I do, I I joke about it, but I I do understand that. And it's funny because I start with breathing too. And I do, you do 10 deep breaths. I do. It depends on how many I don't, it depends on how I feel like I do a breath work where I breathe in for a count of one, two, three, four, hold it for four out for four. And as I'm breathing in, I imagine myself kind of breathing in. This is something that I think is really cool. Hopefully it resonates. I breathe in like the light, right? Like that sounds so like new age, but um, I breathe in the light and I see that light going in. And as it's going in, it's taking the place of the shit that I need to get out that. So like, let's say I'm thinking about work and there's something at work that's just pissing me off and I can't stop thinking about it. When I breathe in that light, I see all that garbage from work come to the front forefront of my face. And then I exhale all that shit out and I envision it becoming light. And then mm-hmm. I do another one. And let's say I'm now I'm thinking about something in my personal life, you know, I see all that shit come to my front of, forefront of my face. And then I exhale all that, you know, money, if anything's going on with money, it, like that type of stuff. So I, that's how I use my breath work. I like breath work. I think I'm, I'm into it, you know? Yeah. I love the, that visualization paired with that because sometimes when I try to do that, I'll like see myself breathing out the stressy stuff, but I visualize it in a different color. And then mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't dissipate by the time I take my next breath. So I feel like I'm breathing it in again. Does that feel like, oh, that shit. That's great. Um, so I'm really glad that you mentioned that you see it coming out as light because that is going to mm-hmm. really help me in that visualization. So absolutely. I always, when I do my light, it's always a tornado. This is something that I haven't really talked about with many people. One person knows this. Every time I do light, it's always in a tornado. It's always in like a swirling, just like cyclone around me. So when I breathe out too, I see that, that shit. I mean, that's the only way I can get, go into that and just get swept away and turned into light, you know? So. I love that. That's very protective too. I feel like it's, mm. it's a very protective type of light. So that is really cool. I love that. Yeah. What got you into meditating? How did you start meditating? I read a book years ago. I want to say the author's name is Melissa Alvarez. And I just remember 
he like reading in her book about putting yourself into a hot bathtub, like as hot as you can handle and just laying there in the fetal position because it was supposed to bring you the comfort of being in the womb. And I was like, well, that's weird, but let's try it. On top of that, layering on top of that, I have to call them out. I have to say it. The psychic teachers, Samantha Fay and Deb Bowen did a lot of podcasts about meditating and stuff. And I, I feel that I, it's, it's hard because I feel like sometimes I, I pick up things and I just start doing them and I don't remember how the fuck I learned it, but I know I did somewhere and I want to give credit where credit is due, but it's hard to. So I apologize if someone hears this and they're like, well, I know where that's from, then please feel free to like mention it somewhere. But um, there was the breath and the light because maybe it was Cassandra Eason did this meditation where she calls on the light and she says it three times. I'm surrounded by the pure white light. I'm surrounded by the pure white. Like even right now saying it, I'm getting chills. Like it, my subconscious like, oh, we're doing this right now. Right. Um, but like, I essentially kind of braided all these things together. And I started meditating in my, in the bathtub because of what she said in the, in that book. Um, I think it's called your psychic self. And it just turned into something. I, that's when I found my meditation music, which I still listen to, to this day, Deuter, D-U-E-T-E-R, I think is how you spell it. it has some really fucking awesome, just like really nice soft tunes that some of it has animal sounds in it like chirping and stuff like that I can't do that I have to have just like flowing music but um yeah it just kind of fell felt it fell in together everything just kind of all the pieces fell in together um it was like I took all these different aspects at one point in time and I just it was a it was a, a divine timing moment for me too because I was in a place where I needed that hard and I was stepping into my spirituality to a level that I had never tried before that does that answer your question yeah absolutely and I think there's such a good point in there for anybody listening find your way and it can be you can braid together lots of different types of stuff that you learn and it's always going to be your special way like nobody's going to do it exactly the same like nobody's ever going to do it exactly the same way and so this is just an invitation for everybody listening to find your way and do that and you can adjust it as you go sometimes things are going to work really well for you for a while and then sometimes things will change and you can do it a different way there you go Haley when I tell you so it's Cassandra Eason becoming clairvoyant I was I like went like you know like when you flip a book it's my grandma Oh, oh my gosh. A picture. Sorry, guys. A picture of my grandmother was in here. And this is the first spirit contact I ever had at like 12 years old. So that's pretty fucking cool. Hey, that's amazing. She's saying I need to read this book more. Oh, I love the smell of books. Anyway. So yes, Cassandra Eason and my grandma Hope says hello, everybody. Um, I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, don't just try to stick with one thing because one thing's never going to work. It puts you in a box. Don't be put in a box. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast in the past, but what, I feel like it was just one random day in like 2017 or something that I was just like, I'm going to start meditating in the mornings. It was just like, I don't know where the, the idea came from. I feel like maybe it was sort of like, like you said, sort of like a divine or like a guided thing that was just like, let's just pop this idea in her head. Cause she's kind of going to need to know how to do this later when she wants to move forward with her practice. And I feel like that mm-hmm. set a good, just like weird stepping stone for me to 
to do. And yeah, I just, as I've mentioned, I did it on the Calm app. Like there's so many great apps out there. Um, just use an app if you need to use an app, you know, find a sound that you like and, you know, just start that way. Absolutely. And also I love what you said about guided meditations because you're like, you love them. I can't stand a guided meditation. Even if you're, even if you're like, okay, I want to meet a guide. No, I met my, I, I listened to Samantha Faye's guided meditation, listened to it and then turned it off and then did it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because here's the thing. And, um, one of another medium who I'm re I really love her a lot did, uh, her name is Danielle Srank Squamish medium, um, on Instagram. I love shouting people out. Not that like it's helping them at all. I don't know. But anyway, I just love people to give. Yeah. It helps everybody find their people, I think. Yeah, for real. And Danielle is phenomenal. And she did a guided meditation for sitting in the power and I listened to it. And like, I, the thing is, is it, I did get into it, but what will happen is I start to go into my power and into my zone and then their voice pulls me back. And I think what happens too, is I listen to the intonations. I listen to the pitch. I listen to the tone of the voice and I'm hearing all these little, I don't know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to focus it's, it's like the opposite of what people want. A meditation right. You're for. like popping all over the place. Yeah. But some people need that. You know, I think that's really important to understand is not everybody's going to do it the same way. And there isn't really, there's no right way. I think transcendental meditation is the only one that I know of. That's like, you have to follow this like weird thing. I don't know very much about it. It just seems it's not for me. Yeah. There's definitely um, like from what I've seen it, of it. Yeah. It's like very specific. It's very yeah. specific. I, um, but yeah, sure. guided meditations I like when I'm trying to accomplish something specific. And I like somebody guiding me through because if I read through it, I will forget steps or I'm I almost like rush through them. So when somebody else is like guiding the timing, I find that helpful. But yeah, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna do it different. And I actually love that we disagree on this because it just brings two valid perspectives, you know. Absolutely, so, absolutely. That. And I I think that's something also to be observant with yourself is try a guided meditation. It might be fucking amazing for you. If you're finding that it's not try listening to the whole thing first and then turn it off and do it and see what happens. You know, it's just, and it's not that I, I shouldn't say I hate guided meditation. I don't, I love them. I think they're really fucking awesome. I just can't, it doesn't work for me for some reason. I wish it did because I know like Samantha Faye does really good guided meditations and her voice is so good to listen to. Like it's so calming, but at the same time, it pulls me back. Like when I start to get into that space, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> you know? Yes. So yeah. it's like weird. I don't know. I yeah. Know. No, I got that. And the background music has to be kind of just right. Or I'm like, what is this? You know? Yeah. If it's too <laughs> loud, I'll, I will be like, with my eyes closed, like looking for my phone to turn it down, you know? Yes. Yep. Definitely. What about crystals for meditation? Do you use any specific crystals for meditation? I'm like, I have my meditation crystals, this and this. Okay. These three. Okay, guys, I'm holding up um, a piece of uh, amethyst, like a geode almost, or not geode. I don't know what you would call this, a cluster. I think it's a cluster and this, I, it's like a, it's like a palm size and it has, if, I know you guys can't see it. I wish everybody could see it. Maybe I'll send you a picture. We can post it or something. Um, yes, it has definitely. this little, like boop, little, like 
notch at the bottom where it looks like one of the cluster pieces came off. And I started using this for a crystal meditation of like going into a crystal mind, mine, not mind, or both. That was a Freudian slip. And the thing about amethyst is that I feel that amethyst, a lot of people talk about amethyst being protective and having like this like layer of just like protection around you. I also, amethyst is like really, um, is like based in connection for me and helps me open up those like upper chakras, chakras. And um, so I've, I've meditated with this since like day one since I started meditating and I, you, the crystal mind part is that little pot piece at the bottom. I would almost imagine myself and envision going into inside the, the amethyst in this. I've had some really cool meditations with that too. Um, this other bad boy right here is a little piece of black tourmaline. And I use this for like an anchor so that I don't float away. Um, I also use this after the meditation. Like when I'm done, I'll like shake my hands and like like kind of slap my face because I have to ground myself and then I'll grab my black tourmaline and I'll just sit with it for a little bit just to kind of pull myself back. This is the very first piece of selenite that I ever purchased. And I'm telling you, like, if you were to like feel it, you would feel where my thumbs like rubbed it. It's a selenite wand, BT dubs. And I use this a lot for like really bringing that vibration up um, and connecting to those higher, higher vibrational entities, guides, angels, anybody who honestly, for me, um, I know you said you don't, you usually do meditations for guides and sometimes loved ones. I open myself up for whomever wants to come forth with, for my highest and best good. I actually have a really cool story that I can tell you guys of um, meeting and being, being a, like confronted in a in the most loving but also kind of wild scary way with the goddess Hecate it was awesome you're like telling tell me the I story no <laughs> um let me tell you about this last stone real fast I have yes. no idea it's like it's called silicon I guess I or something I don't know I found it do you see how the bottom is like yeah it's like all these little lines and shit and it's really pretty that is um, really cool it, I think it could be easily mistaken for hematite but it's not hematite it's like very lightweight I should ask my friend Nicholas about it because he is like a crystal guru but I picked this up one day and put it in my hands and when I tell you my entire like right side of my body went up in like chills and like I like I started buzzing so I grabbed it because when I saw the bottom now this is this is interesting when I saw the bottom and I saw the interconnected little like striations and like I don't know how to describe it um it made me think of being connected to everything and so I I keep this because I feel like what this reminds me is that as, as a, as a collective and as like a universal energy and source, I, I have that connection and we all do. So I keep this with me for that. So if that makes any sense, it's more of a, it's more of a um, sympathetic magic moment right there, I guess you can say. Yeah. I feel like it's almost Um, like affirmation, affirmation stone for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. That's actually a brilliant way to think about that. So yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear my spooky story? absolutely I do I so one thing that I'm really working on um explaining um I understand it in my head I don't know how to um really put the words into put the thoughts into words and uh that's actually something in case you guys haven't noticed in this podcast or the previous ones I have trouble with that a lot so um and I through my mediumship and my connection to spirit the spirit world I don't I feel like a lot of mediums do certain go through a certain way 
I go through a very underworld sort of um, vibe. Um, I have a really good relationship, in my opinion, with goddess Hecate or Hecate, Hecate, however you guys would like to pronounce it. And it was through her that I really stepped into my power in owning my connection to spirit. And I, I, I need to, dig, I need to dig into my, my journal to really kind of go through what this meditation came out to be. Um, but maybe it'll come to me. All I can remember is going into meditation and feeling this, this, just this energy come over and like kind of grab my hands. Like I was like, they were holding my hands and, oh, I'm getting chills. Oh my God. And, um, I remember feeling just like this immense, like crazy, just like, I don't, I can't say malignant, but it was dark and not the type of dark that I'm like, woohoo, this is fun. Like I was like, oh shit. I, I was like, I do, I, I need to call my guides. I need like, what is going on? And mind you, I've had interactions with the goddess before. And it felt very much like, like, like sitting with an aunt, like an auntie who's going to like, kind of give it to me straight and be like, you need to get, get off your ass, get to work, you know, like, let's do it. It didn't feel like this. This was like, this was a little extra. Oh, I remember. I remember what this was about. And I don't know if I'm going to go into the whole thing because I feel like it's kind of sacred, but I was sitting there and I felt this, this, this feeling. And I, I called on my guides and even despite calling on my guides and feeling my guides there, this entity did not leave. It stayed. And when I looked at it, I'm using quotations here when I say, look, because I didn't open my actual physical eyes, I saw what looked like just like not, not human hands. I don't, I can't, I don't want to say demonic because I hate the word demonic, but I guess that would be the classification here. And then they shifted. They went from being this great, scary, these scary looking, like kind of like under unworldly, underworldly hands to being these old hands, like very old crony hands. And then out of nowhere, when I looked up, I just saw this image of this like woman who went from looking like kind of like a, not a zombie, but like a creature, like a creature that you would not be able, I don't even know how to put it into words, y'all going from that and shifting into this like deity form and this deity energy. And I knew immediately that who it was. And I felt, I just like, it was like the torches went up and I felt safe. And I was like, Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> what are we doing here? There was a, a there was a, congl- a a very a good nod to calling on protection, like saying good job, you know. And it, I guess I I don't mind saying it, but I don't want to freak people out. So a part of the whole situation was understanding that when you do go into these places and when you are doing these deep deep meditations, you know, don't don't forget the protection aspect. Not everything is always going to be love and light and shiny and as above, so below, right? Um, as within, so without, there's light and there's dark everywhere. And the, the lesson there was understanding to, to discern the people who are meant to be in your energy and who's not. And there was like, uh, there's just, there was more to it. And I don't want to go at that. I won't go into, but just that, that sort of, that was what the meditation came out to being is understanding that a I have that connection and b it is it is vital to making making sure that you have your boundaries and making sure that you do have your protection and you do know your guides are there and um like I said there's more that we won't go into but 
it was just such a fucking crazy thing. But I opened myself up for that. And that was for my highest and best good. And like I said, when I called on my guys and those hands did not disappear, I was like, okay, I need to confront this. There's a reason why it's here. And it was awesome. And that's why I'm looking at it right now, my, my altar. I light that fucking candle all the time. Whenever I'm in this room working, I light that candle up and I, I pay my homage to the goddess. So yeah, that's a fun story. That. For my our mediumship audience, I have read different takes from different mediums saying, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of and all these types of things. As I do agree, there's you don't need to be afraid. I don't think that you need to not think about protection. So I want to put that out there. I do think that we need to make sure that we're not bypassing the need for protection. I feel like, I feel like it's the same as like when you go out outside, you know, if you're in a place that seems a little freaky, you're going to, you know, kind of, you're going to be aware, you know, yeah, you're going to be aware and you're going to yeah. have boundaries, you know, and I think the same goes for going into the spirit world and even going into meditation. Like, you know, yeah. don't be afraid to like put up some boundaries. So yeah, be smart. And yeah, that's something that's so funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking when you said in your answer before highest, the best good, I was like, oh, we need to talk about like grounding and protection because yeah, you shouldn't be popping into any of these meditations, just like not grounded <laughs> and not bringing in the light. Like if you want to breathe in the light, if you want to repeat that affirmation that Anthony mentioned really just make sure that you are protected. Ask your guides to be there. If you like do the angel thing, ask for your angels to be there and protect yourself and and be aware. I did a guided meditation um, to meet a guide that was guided, you know, a guided recording. And I did the whole thing. And as I was trying to meet this guide, I, it was basically sort of like shape-shifting and it was really giving me this vibe. I was like, I just know this isn't a guide, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to sit here with you because I know you're not a guide. And it was like, I don't know, the face was creepy. And I was like, Ooh, I have like goosebumps thinking about it. I was like, I'm going to pop out of this because like, I don't know, I didn't, this was early in my journey. I will say not that I'm very late into it, but this was much earlier. And yeah, it's like, yeah, let's not downplay the fact that like, yeah, there's some sneaky shit you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you don't need to like actively be afraid, but you do need to be smart. Yeah. So yeah. When something doesn't feel right, you're going to know, like, listen to your Mm -hmm. gut. Don't ignore your gut as always. And, you know, pop out of that meditation, do what you need to do, light a candle, clear your space, clear your energy. Yeah. Be smart. I think that's a huge reminder. Yeah. Don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. Stupid. (laughs) No, that was all joking, by the way. I feel like for the people listening who are really kind of working on their development, especially early, like you said, in the early stages of development, this is also a really meditation and meditation, especially for receiving is really good practice for discernment and understanding the messages. And, you know, as you develop your relationship with your meditation, I'm personifying meditation now, Um, as you develop your relationship with your meditation, you develop your relationship with your guides, with your, um, I say guides, guardians, angels, and ancestors, baby. You also develop relationship with your discernment and your body might give you a signal. Maybe if your mind doesn't say it, or you don't feel like you said your gut, maybe your gut turns over your, your gut turns over your stomach turns, you know, these are all little aspects that you will start to, if you haven't already start to kind of bring on and understand as you meditate, uh, step one is know thyself, right? Know thyself. 
your body is going to, and your mind, your spirit, everything is going to communicate a certain type of way, meaning understand things a certain type of way and communicate a certain, with you and with others a certain type of way. So that's that's a huge part of meditation. And I love that you you kind of brought up like, you know, I saw this and something was just not right. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it wasn't right. And you listened to it. So, you know, good on you for that, girl. (laughs) Yeah. And the cool thing about meditation is, and I'm not saying that none of it's, you know, like obviously what, what you're seeing in your mind's eye is important and can be very real. But the great thing about meditation is like, you can open your eyes and really pop out of that space pretty quickly. You're not in trance you know, there's no hypnotics going on. You can, you can pop out. And that's just a reminder too. like, you have the power, you have the power in, in any meditation that you're in. So don't forget that too. Absolutely. Do you use any crystals? You know what? It really depends on what I want to work with. I have like, um, I don't have any beautiful big chunks like you do, but I, I sort of like cycle through different things if I really want to focus on like third eye stuff I'll use my lapis lazuli and some other lovely little like my lovely little blues sometimes if I feel like I just really need to work on my self-love I'll use my rose quartz so I sort of cycle through lots of different but I I do always have a selenite in my lap I love and I have a wand that looks a lot like yours and I always have a selenite in my lap it's just like it's it's, you know, I have to do it. So yeah, selenite for sure. And then I sort of cycle through whatever I'm feeling like I need. I've really been liking carnelian lately. Um, so I've been using carnelian a lot and I got a free, um, actually I bought Samantha, what we're, we're talking about Samantha Faye a lot in this episode. I bought her book, um, the awake dreamer, which I am so excited about. I and have it too. I haven't yes. read it yet, but I have it too, yeah. And I got, I bought it from her website. So it came with a moonstone, which I had like never had before and so I've been really loving uh meditating with that too so and so my next question was going to be like do you have any good meditating stories from what you've received and then we have this amazing Hecate story from you is there any other like cool receiving stories that you want to share I actually do I have a story that I really want to share because I think this kind of shows what when we went my favorite thing that you said earlier is allowing it to happen or let it let it happen And this is why I was, it was actually during a mercury retrograde (laughs) and, um, I just found out my mercury is in cancer Hmm. and, um, also my sun signs cancer, my rising, my rising's cancer. And I just cry all the time. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was having a really like neat, needless to say mercury going into retrograde, especially the pre-shadow phase or post-shadow phase. It really affects me heavily like I go into I like I I go into my hermit stages and you know this was a time to I do believe this is when COVID was also running rampant we everybody was everything was closed down my husband and I um we were just boyfriends at the time and uh, we were living in a 700 square foot apartment you know it was and mind you I'm just gonna say this guys if you can make it through a 700 square foot apartment during a pandemic lockdown you're going to be together forever. I love it. Yeah. So no, not that it was hard. It was a great, I mean, it was kind of a really fun experience to just kind of be hunkered down. But anyway, I went into meditation and I just knew, Jared actually told me you, I think you need to meditate. You've been really moody. You've been really in a place you need to meditate. So 
I went into this meditation and I did not know what was going to happen. I didn't know what they were going to tell me if I was going to get revealed some sort of like message about what's going on or whatnot. What happened, what ended up happening was my, um, my one guide who comes to me in the form of a panther took me and we were, I, I just, I, it was like a whoosh, right? Like a, and then we were somewhere and we were, we were in the middle of this like dense, like jungle forest. I don't even know what it was. And my guide walks me through this forest to a, a, um, like a river. And these two, what looked like, it's kind of a mishmash of just, I don't know what the fuck was going on. And my ego kept trying to step in and my guide kept saying, no, just go, just go with it. It was very much so just let it happen. So I kept having to tell my ego to like, I kept having to like put that on the back burner and um, I get, you know, it was very hard to just let it happen like this because these two entities came up and they were, they looked like like samurai like uh, like a, a mix between like samurai and like just these like warriors of sorts but they were like guiding me and they we were floating over this river and as the river went and we went down it it came to this like what looked like an aztec temple i don't know what it was it was it was a crypt and we went inside and as we went inside a fire lit up around the edges of it. And on the walls were all these like, like essentially cave drawings of my traumas, of traumas in my life. So I saw like pictures of like my ex and like things that like, not to say, I'm, I don't know if he's gonna listen to this, but not to say that <laughs> that was a huge thing, but like pictures of like little traumatic things that happened when we were together, like things of my childhood and all this stuff. And they bring me to the bottom of these steps and the steps lead up to what looks like a sarcophagus. And so I walk up to the sarcophagus and <clears throat> this is where it gets weird. These guides are sitting there with me and I look at the sarcophagus and I look inside and it's me inside the sarcophagus, just like a corpse version of Anthony. And my guides look at me and they tell, they, they nod like, just like a nod of saying, look, keep looking at it. As I'm looking at this, as I'm looking at this, I just have this like unbelievable purge of energy rushing out of me. I've got chills everywhere. Unbelievable purge of energy just rushing out of me into this into this sarcophagus, into this death um, capsule that is holding a version of me. And all these things are just, it's like, like wave that's what it, it, physically I could feel it physically a wave of energy just leaving my body and then another wave it was like when you throw up you know and you're like mm -hmm. and then it goes away for a second and then it happens again but it was like an energetic vomit of just all this energy and it just happened and happened and I'm I'm telling you I was probably there for like 10 minutes like in in earth time in physical time I, I it just happened and happened and happened again and it just kept happening until it started more of a drizzle and then I got up and I looked around and in in my meditation and the guides just explained to me without a word coming out of their mouth that this is a place that I can come to when I feel like I'm energetically overwhelmed and I need to purge this energy I need to get rid of it and they let they took me out and we left and I don't even remember the whole leaving process of it all I know is that I came out of that meditation 
And I felt like I could fucking fly. Like I was like, I cleaned the entire house. I vacuumed, I swept, I mopped, I dusted everything. Like I was on cloud nine and I have a voice recording of it because I had to like, I had to get it down. I couldn't write it down. I couldn't go fast enough to write it down. I recorded it, a voice recording. I should find it and see if I can send it to you. But um, this was like years ago. And I just, it was probably one of the most, vivid dreamlike meditations that I've ever had. And I'm, I, I've been, I've been back to that place in my meditation a couple of times, but it's never been as bad as it was that first time when I needed it. Um, I've never seen those guides again. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they came from. I don't know where this place came from. Um, it was very interesting to go up to, an, um, like this sort of Mayan or Aztec. I don't know what, see, I don't even know the culture. So it's, it was just where they took me. So yeah. it was just very interesting. So yeah, that, that was, was really my cool. fucking crazy meditation. Yeah. And I think that this is such a good note. You mentioned like your ego trying to sort of like stop and get in the way. And again, we're going to go back to that word allow. You mm-hmm. had to allow. And like, I always, when I sort of hear that word, I feel like my shoulders relax, like just sort of relax into it and allow. And that's mm-hmm. very important for a lot of meditation. And yeah. So meditation for receiving, if you are clairvoyant or you're very good at visualizing, just allow moments to drop in like that and follow them. That's a really good thing. You don't have to um, set a specific intention, though. I am going to talk about that in a minute, because if you do want to receive something specific, I think intention setting is like the building block on which you will receive. But yeah, that is an amazing story. That is like, that's really, really cool. It was, uh, it was definitely something that I I feel like what you just said about allowing it. I, I personally feel that that is why mediumship is, is something that is easy for me. If that makes sense. Not easy for me. It's not easy for me, but it comes, you know, you learn to allow that and that's how you connect. So yeah, that's something that, that was a, that was a really big one for me. That is really, really cool. I had one recently in the past few weeks, I would say, Um, It was my first time doing automatic writing, which I think, yeah, I think is like a really cool form of, I would count that as meditation. Like you're getting into a different state and allowing something to come through. So I set the intention of connecting with my higher self in this, not my guides specifically, not just my higher self and sort of asking like, what do I need to know right now? How can I move forward? That type of thing. And it was really cool. It was pretty successful. I only wrote like a page. I had a short timer on and obviously just noting, as we said before, like, don't be dumb. Definitely set your intention, set your protection, ground yourself with all that before you do automatic writing. But yeah, I just had this great session where I was sort of like writing coming from my higher self, sort of about what I need to do. And a lot of it was about allowing things to unfold the way they need to unfold. And also, and I shared this message on my Instagram a few weeks ago, and it was also about showing up. It was like, just fucking show up, do it, do it, show up, show up, show up. Like that that was the biggest. And yeah, like same with what you said, like you felt amazing afterwards. I felt so energetically clear and I felt, even though it was a really simple message and sort of overarching, I felt like, okay, I can do that. And yeah, that felt really good. I, that was really cool. I just want to say trend alert, trust the universe. 
Trend alert. <laughs> Trend alert. Trust spirit. Trust in the spirit. You uh, heard no. it here first. Yes. <laughs> it's a collective thing, obviously, because that's what the m- most recent message that I had was the same thing that you just said. So that's really cool. I love that. Automatic writing is, is something that I I have never actually done, but I am a doodler. So sometimes in my readings, I'll doodle things and then something might show up like, oh, I just drew a star, you know, let's talk about that, you know, type of thing. So that's really cool, but not, not automatic writing. I, I, maybe I should try it. Yeah. It was my first time. I had been nervous to try it. I was always like, oh, I'm kind of afraid. Like it just felt very like, I don't know, for some reason, uncontrollable to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why but I finally had the chance to do it. I was doing a class and she was like, we're doing automatic writing. I was like, all right, well, I, I'm doing it then. Like, I'm not gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna. So <laughs> I got to do it and it was, yeah, I really liked it. So, um, so yeah, that, that was a cool experience. So that's really cool. Yeah. So I want, I did want to talk about setting intentions because I, I do think it's important when you do want to get a, and I love receiving just general messages, um, and, and just like, allowing yeah to sort of get into that space and follow my intuition what I'm seeing with my mind's eye but if you are looking for a specific answer to something setting your intention and even when you're doing psychic and mediumship readings setting intention for me is just like makes everything so much stronger if I say in my head it is my intention to and then I say it and I'll say that like three times or just like really get it cemented in there it always comes out better than if I'm just like generally thinking of it and then pop into a meditation or reading like setting an intention for me is so important so and it can be as simple as just saying it is my intention too and then you know say whatever your intention is connect with my higher self and get a message connect with my guides and get a message it's my intention to figure out what I need to do next in my career boom 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 easy as that's great yeah. I like that. And the other thing, the other, I, I don't know, I sort of just have some general notes some general thoughts sort of toward the end of this is raising your frequency and vibration feels like an important part of this too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have written down like walking, dancing, singing, sort of what you were talking about with movement, just do mm-hmm. something, even cooking, like if cooking feels really good to you, do something, it can be meditative, you can meditate on your walk, meditative dance, I feel like is totally a thing, I've never done it, but definitely feels like it could be a thing, meditative just do something, yeah, do something mm-hmm. that makes you feel really good before your meditation, if possible, or those 10 deep breaths, like something that just really makes you feel like in that space whatever that is. And I can't give specific advice because as we've said throughout this whole episode, it's really going to be just specific to you, you know? Yeah. I would say if you're starting a meditative practice, figure out what your smells are like incense, you know, or if you're in the bathtub, what's, you know, bath, uh, bubble bath or bath salt. If you're going to use bath salt, um, what is your scent? What is your fragrance? What is your sound? feel what is your feeling are you do you need to be warm do you need to be cool as we said we both like to be hot like I'm like I'm like I want to come out of my meditation sweating I'm not gonna lie um but also I also like the water so I like to feel the 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 wet the water and vision too so I although I think most of us meditate with our eyes closed can you meditate in a light a lit room with your eyes closed or do you need to have it dark I personally, even dark uh too dark is too much I have to have at least like a candle lit or something 
So those are the first steps is the, your physical surroundings. Like what are those going to be first getting into your meditation? I feel like what Haley said, you can raise your frequency beforehand. However, if you're getting up at three o'clock in the morning, (laughs) what are you going to do? I feel that envisioning that light and setting that boundary to start for me, that light is always in a whirlwind tornado, like sort of vibe around me. How does the light show up for you? When you call that light, are you in a bubble? Is it very like Miss Galinda flying through the sky bubble? Is it like an egg? Is it like a lotus flower? Like, are you in a flower? Like, these are just certain things that this is where you need to allow that to show up the way that it's going to show up to you. I personally like to go through my chakras. So some sort of a countdown, Um, like you said, you did 10 breaths. That's like a count, right? You're counting to 10. My breath work is similar to counting, but I don't know how many breaths I'm going to end up taking. I could take one big deep breath and be done with it, or I could take, end up taking 10, but some sort of a counting. I feel like counting helps. And however that is for you, that's what you have to allow to happen. For me, I count down my chakras and I envision each one. I envision my crown chakra and what is it spinning like? Does it need some attention? So I do seven. Okay. I'm looking at that violet color. I'm seeing the spinning. Um, I'm letting it show up the way that it needs to show up, that it's trying to tell me whatever it needs to do. Okay, perfect. Six, I look at that indigo, same thing. Five, four, three, two. And when I get to one, and I'm going to tell you guys, two and one are my two chakras that I have the most trouble with. Sometimes my first chakra is great. Sometimes my second chakra is great. But those are the two chakras that I have the most trouble with. Three as well, but you know, that yellow, orange, and red. But I count down and when I, that is also my form of grounding too. When I get to that first chakra, it sounds very um, new agey. I just envision that energy plummeting into the earth, wrapping around a big piece of black tourmaline or rooting out just so I can feel that grounding. At the same time though, I allow my, trees are a big thing for me too. Um, I allow my, my seventh chakra at the same time to shoot up. So I sprout down and I go up. And this is something that I, I, I really picked up from psychic witch yeah, um, in psychic witch. I really um, like that art. too. Yeah. And so that is sort of my grounding as well as my connection. And it's after that, that I check in with myself. I'm like, Oh, we're here, you know? And then that's when I start to allow things to happen. I'll either hop, like I said earlier, hop on my broomstick, head over to my, my inner temple, or I allow my guides to come forth and take me to wherever they need to take me to. If it's that intention, then that's when I usually get on my broomstick. If it's more of like, a, I just want to go take me wherever I need to go. That's a different situation. But the reason why I felt guided to tell you guys this is because I feel like some people are like, but where do I start? That could be a starting point for you. Again, understand that these things might not work for you. And if it doesn't, then just figure out what does work for you, braid it in with what you already know or what you might already be doing and allow yourself to develop the way that you need to develop. I, I have just been on this kick lately of under, of like trying to help people to understand that there is no authority on your spirituality. There's no authority, but yourself. And I think that's a big thing. I feel like I feel very like, like that's part of my purpose. (laughs) I love that. Allow, allow, allow. It's a big word today. And yes, I totally agree. I think that's a great, and something that I was thinking of when you were talking was that when you're learning something new like this and it feels new, you want to, it feels like there's so much to learn and where can you start in all this? So just remember to show up to start. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you, Mm -hmm. Anthony, just put so much good one, two, three steps in there for people. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love that. 
And it's something I feel like every single podcast that I've done episode with you, we've talked about it. Don't forget to journal it. Yes. <laughs> journal the fuck out of your meditations. Even if it's a, I will, um, part of my journaling process with meditation, because I don't have time after I, you know, cause I gotta get to work is I actually will share my meditation with a friend of mine, or I'll just do a voice note of it. And then I'll come home and I'll write it all down. Um, so, but yeah. you don't even have to write it down. Journal it though. Like record it somehow. Yes. Trust me. I've gone back to meditations that I've seen. And recently I went back and read a meditation that I had that literally I had on my puppy's birthday, which is November 30th, by the way. She's a Sagittarius. Oh my gosh. We love that. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> so <laughs> also I love your little puppy. She's just the cutest. My little wonky eyed bitch. So I would just say, don't get discouraged. I feel like a lot of people get discouraged when it comes to meditation, but that's, I'm going to tell you right now. And this is where the authority figure comes in for me and that I hate, but if you're getting discouraged about meditation, it's because you're not allowing it to happen. You're trying mm -hmm. to put your meditation into a box and don't get, don't beat yourself up. Cause maybe you, you just haven't found your, the method to your madness and that's okay. You you're meant to find it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're meant to find that. So yeah. um, I think that's important to know. Yes. Try a mix of techniques. If something's not sticking, try something else. Yeah. And, and during your first meditation where you set an intention to receive it, one, it might not be exactly what you wanted. It might not look exactly like what you wanted, but there's again, that idea of allowing it to be what it is. And then maybe you get nothing on your first try. And the point is like to keep trying. Absolutely. Um, something just came in. I have to say it. Is that okay? Yeah, I saw you perk up. You were like, sorry. Ah, did you see that? Yeah, you I was like, that's, that shit happens to me in my readings and sitters, like the people who I'm reading for will be like looking around. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> so I got it. Yeah, they, uh, what I'm supposed to say is it's fun to mentally um, enable yourself to meditate with substance. A lot of people like to maybe smoke weed or have a drink and get in or even like uh, shrooms and stuff like that, or ayahuasca and stuff like that. There is no, uh, I'm not degrading that by any means. Try to develop your meditative practice without that first. Do it without it first. I, I've, I can't, I feel that I'm supposed to stress that for some reason. You do not want to have to depend on substance to meditate. Now I'm going to tell you guys right now, I have done shrooms before. <gasps> Who am I? Who is she? It was the most amazing situation. I actually do suggest it. I don't suggest using it every time you want to connect. It's a different type of connection in a, in a, in a way, and it's a fun way to connect. And I think that, I think that in, in throughout all time, witches and humans have used herbs to kind of, I do, I use, I use my um, mugwort sometimes to get myself into a better meditation. For some reason, I, I feel that I'm supposed to kind of pass this along is as you're developing your meditative practice, don't use these things yet. Try to introduce them as you develop your practice, as you kind of get a good foundation started first. Um, my friend Colt Kobe, who is the poison apothecary, he's the poison. Um, he's really awesome. He knows so much. He's probably going to, if he listens, he's like, well, what? I like to use herbs, but no, it's good. I, I don't, I'm not discouraging it. I actually love it. I think it's great to use herbs or any sort of like substance like that to help kind of get you there sometimes, but develop your practice without it first. Does that I make sense? That's a great, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I think that's a great message and reminder for sure. 
yeah. yeah get your roots in get your building blocks in before you're like introducing that kind of stuff and also yeah those are things that you want to develop relationships with anyway because you need to know how much you can take you need to know how much what actually will put you there without taking you too far stuff like that so there's yeah. there needs to be a relationship first anyway yes Absolutely. um that was what perked me up is someone was like talk about that i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> cool anthony thank you so so much again for coming on the pod and, and doing this episode with me super duper fun Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.